0: we turn to the book of Ephesians Lord's put seven or eight passages of scriptures on my heart here uh, as Kathy and I sit on the front porch and and did our studies and read a little bit uh, come across this and, and I thought about this and and, and 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 he wants me to preach this and I don't know if it's, it's because uh, uh, I, I'm feeling out of sorts this morning, I don't know, but uh, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter number 4. We're going to start reading in verse number 26. So if you would, stand in reference of reading of God's Word just to give God <coughs> reverence on this day, if you're able. If not, He understands. So if you would, in the 26th verse, in the 5th chapter of the book of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul writes to the church of Ephesus this. He says, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stowed steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the living, that the, the thing which is good, that he may have to give to them that needeth. He writes, let no corruption. Communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use of edifying, that is, may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamour and evil speaking be put away from you with all mouths, And be kind one to another tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for for Christ's sake, has given you. Father, for this scripture we give thanks. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And be kind to one another. As I read that right there, I thought about what Carolyn was made mention of up here a while ago. Uh, she she and I did not communicate any at all about this uh, passage of Scripture or or what was on her heart. But it sort of hit home because I knew when she was standing up here talking about this, I knew the Scripture I was going to be reading this morning and and how the Lord wanted me to preach it. Be kind to one another. You know, the, the main ingredient to live a healthy life, a prosperous life, a happy life, but you know, there's those in our world today that are okay with how they're living their lives. If if indeed it's it's an everyday argument with somebody or or being disrespectful to those that, that are your elders, if that's what you do and, and you expect that, there's something wrong with you. I often look upon the times that, that we're mean to one another and and, and, and how how we as God's people Uh, go against each other in in, in certain times. It's happening in our communities today. Uh, We all know about the shootings that's been going on in these areas. Uh, uh, Why can you not be kind to one another? He tells you in the 26th verse, he says, Be angry and sin not. Well, I know it's it's hard to say that in the same sentence. Because if you're angry, most likely you're going to sin. Amen? Amen. Now, now I I thought about different scenarios, how you could be angry and sin, not. And the first thing is this. uh, If somebody was to cut you off on a highway or, 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 or does something to you that makes you mad, it's okay to get angry at them. But don't throw a bunch of adjectives or pronouns or anything back at them because that gets you down to the corrupt communication proceeding out of your mouth. They don't want you to do that. Now, now we can be angry, or us men, we, we can get mad at a football game. And I know, or, or any sporting event, there's not an individual in your male, if you will, ever watched a football game or some sort of contest and didn't get mad at your TV. Yeah, you point. You can point at me too, and I'll just be honest with you. I have seen people call their TVs things that you never understand what it could ever mean. No one could well, ain't the TV's fault, but they're sitting there cursing that TV high and low. Well, how do you know that, Pastor? Well, <clears throat> I used to sin that way. Not only did I get angry, I sinned, and you know, and, and most people when they get mad, they do sin. But, but God's trying to show you a way there is a way to get angry and sin not. Uh, listen, uh, it's okay to express yourself. and, and uh, it's, okay, it's okay to stand up for yourself, uh, but don't let sin follow it. Uh, uh, just like the things that's going on in the community today, it's okay to go out here and march for what you believe in and, 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 and stand behind what you believe in, but don't add sin to the scenario because uh, uh, that's what's wrong with everything that's going on, Brother Clarence, with the things today. Uh, people are sinning. Be ye angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And, but how many times have we done that? Uh, most of us people in here are married. Uh, some of you are not. Uh, we've got a spouse. How many times we went to bed mad at our spouses? And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand up because I don't, I don't want you waving at me. Because that's probably what would be going on. And I'd be waving back, amen. I'd be doing the two-arm thing. I'd be letting you have it. Because I'll admit, Kathy and I have went to sleep at night angry at each other or have a little bit tussle if you would. But the Bible tells us not to do that because we don't know what tomorrow brings. We don't know what happens if you're going to wake up in the morning. God may uh, may not tire his coming no more, and, and that might be the day he'll come back and, and he's taking his church home. Listen, uh, when God comes back to take his church home, uh, he's going to take back a joyous people. He's going to, it's going to be one of the rewards that we talked about Wednesday night, uh, the, the crown of jo- uh, joyfulness uh, or rejoicing. Uh, it's something that he wants his people to be when he comes back to get them. Uh, I mean, just like he's no different than anybody else. Uh, he do not want to come back and get an angry nation. Uh, that ain't what this is about. Uh, there's so much stuff going on. We talked about Israel this morning and, and what's going on over there in Israel and, and how God felt about that scenario. Are they still God's people? How, does God still care for that, uh, for that country as much as he used to? Uh, somebody brought up a question, well... Uh, uh, if, if most of them are, are over there today or, are fighting amongst each other are devout Jews and those that are devout Jews still don't believe in the Messiah. Now think about this because we thought about it in Sunday school. If most of those over or a lot of those over there today still believe in old Jewish ways and they don't believe in Messiah how does God feel about that country today? Think about it. Still God's people. We're all God's people. But Israel is his country. How do you think God's feeling today? Knowing that his own special country, the place that he made it a point that let people know, listen, this is my people. I'll, I'll, I'll be there for them. Has turned their back on today. And I don't know if I'll, I'll pop a turn their back on them. Don't believe in Him. Well, maybe we could make the United States his own people. Well, I hate to to put us out there where people can see us, but we're no different than Israel. There's a lot in our nation today that don't believe no more. Carolyn told us about this morning. Mm -hmm. She was with a busload of them the other day that don't believe in God. You know, I'll be honest with you, that's that's a hard thing to be, isn't it? Hard place to be uh, a a, a Christian in the midst of sinners. Mm -hmm. That's the time we need to make our light shine. We need to be happy and joyful for what God means to us. And, and I'm sure Carolyn uh, showed Christ and everything that they, as, as she done over there. Now, now grant you, she may have got angry at them, but, but she sinned not. I, I, I would bet you. I would dare to bet you. Uh, now, but on the other hand, if they got mad at each other, I promise you, most likely they sinned. Didn't give it no second thought. No second thought. He says, be angry and sin not and let the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. In other words, don't give an opportunity to come into your life. Because when we give place to the devil, that's we're making him come to pass. Well, what is the devil, Pastor? Well, I got news for you. Step outside them doors. It's hard to identify who the devil is. Devil is everywhere. He's just like God in heaven. He's everywhere. Where is God? Is he in heaven, Tony? No, God is everywhere. He's in your hearts. He's in your mind. He's in your soul. He's in those that you love. But let me tell you something. Those Devil's in the same place God is, believe it or not. He he infiltrates and occupies the same places that God's people are, or where God sings is, because that's where he's got to make his mark. He's, he's with Carolyn's people on that bus ride. The devil was there, Carolyn. Will you believe it or not? He was right there and had a firm handhold on those that were around you. And he knew that. He knew that he was in a place that, that there was probably one in the midst of a bunch of sinners uh, that, that was there that could could take care or or take hold of his people if he ever needed them. The the devil's everywhere. And the Bible tells us don't give place to the devil. If you give him that opportunity, he'll take advantage of it. He will. He will. will. And and, and we don't don't understand that. Bad enough thing, we don't believe it. When I say we, I mean we. The whole we. Not just us we, but the whole we. They don't believe it. You see it everywhere. It's on her, it's on her TVs. It's, it's on her billboards when you drive down the highway. Everywhere you look, it's there. And it's getting worse every day. He says, let him that's that stoned steal no more. The old devil will steal your joy away if you'll let him. But God's telling us this right, Paul's uh, writing to the the, church efforts, he says, But rather let him labor, working with his hands, the things which is good, that he may give to them that needeth. We got to overcome the devil in in, in in the time of need. We've got to resist the devil in all that we do. Get thee behind me, Satan. I've heard my mom say it many a times. Get thee behind me, Satan. And that and that holds a lot of fat for all of us people here today. We're not telling the old devil to get behind us no more. We're letting him walk right here beside of us. Whenever we go, the old devil's there. Why do you know that, Clarence? Well, because you got angry at that old fella that cut you off in the road and you throw him through pronouns and adjectives. His way. Not only was you angry, you sinned. The one of the things in God's Word, He tells us not to do. Don't do that. You're just adding to your problems. Let him that st- steal, steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that you may have to give to him that needeth. That's who we are. We take up a benevolence offering every Sunday night. We try to, unless the pastor forgets it, and then we don't. (laughs) Then he relies on the ladies in front to remind him. We take that up for a reason. No, we don't. We don't get angry. We take that up for a reason. That's to help those that are in need. Those that, that we may give to him that needeth. Because there's always somebody that's going to come into our midst that needs something. Our first thing that we need to do is is give them Christ. If If we see somebody that's lost and undone and don't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, we need to give them Christ first and foremost. Listen, it's okay to give somebody bread when they're hungry. Amen? But don't keep giving them bread without something to drink. The same way with life. Don't give them what you've got to give without showing them Jesus. A FedEx man come to my house the other day, and I was waiting for him to get me that box out of the truck, and he finally gave it to me, and he dropped his keys, and I picked them up and handed them to him. He said, Thank you. I said, No, thank you. And I said, Be careful. God bless your heart. And he said, Thank you for that. A simple. God bless you. When I, when I said that, he knew that I meant it. A minute. it. And, it, and that, that will take you a long ways because next time he comes down that driveway, he's going to be looking for that very same thing. Listen, God's people, are, are I hate to say it—are is an ignorant being. And we that know the ways of God need to be telling the world about them today. God relies on us. Chris made mention this morning, there's a lot of people that, that, that read the books that don't understand it. Or a lot of people read the book and don't know what they're reading. Listen, if you don't know the author it ain't doing you no good to read this book. It don't mean nothing to you. If the author isn't the foundation of your life when you're reading this, this book means nothing to you. It's just another, it's just another book that's been written. A, a, a non-fiction book, that in our eyes, that's been written for people to read. But those who don't believe will tell you it's a fiction book. It don't mean nothing, Brother Dean. And see, that's where we've got to change the hearts of those that don't believe. He says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but which is good to use in edifying, that the minister, that you may minister grace unto the hearers. The unmerited favor of God Himself. The title of this morning's message is simply this Replacing. Grief with grace. Right. We as God's people has got to do that. We as God's people has got to show that you can do that. Listen, the grief that the world's going through today is is, is dragging them down in, in the pits of hell. The old devil's having a pretty good time right now, Brother Clarence. He, he he thinks he's on top of the world. He thinks when we get down in the valleys, when we look up, we see the old devil. Well, let me tell you something. We've been down that valley. We know who's up on that mountaintop. And it ain't Satan or it ain't the ways of the devil. God in heaven's up on that mountain. And he's waiting up there to help us out of any situation... That we get herself into, that we can just put our trust and faith in Him. He will drag us out of the muddy pits of hell. He That's will right. do that. That's right. But a lot of people think old devils up there. Yeah. And He's killing the spirit. Yeah. Bless you, Lord. Grace, grief to grace. I, like I looked at up last Sunday, and, and and it says the unmerited favor of God that He gives us freely. We don't have to earn it. It's given to us freely. Yes, amen. One of the rewards, Brother Gene, that God has given His people, if you'll just only believe, if you'll just only believe. Yes. He says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. Right. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. In other words, don't sit and and, and feel bad waiting upon the Holy Spirit. We need to be rejoicing this morning, knowing that one day it's a coming. It may not be in our day, and I know we keep preaching this, but it may be in our day. We don't know what day that is. Not even the angels in heaven knows what that day is. But we shouldn't be grieving the Holy Spirit. We should be rejoicing the Holy Spirit in everything that we do, knowing that one day we'll be rewarded for our glory that we give Him and not our grief. Knowing that, that if we'll just let grace replace grief, our days would be much better. It would. And we know that. From the bottom of our heart, we know that. He says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away with all malice. I'd like to see that day. Don't know if I ever will, Brother Clarence. I, I just, I'll be solemn with you. I just don't know if I ever see it. Uh, I think about, and I, and, I, and I don't want to push this too much, but I think about uh, Medea. If it's watching any the movies, you know what I'm talking about. And I forget which one it is, but she pulls in that film station, and, 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 and she gets on. Uh, uh, that old boy is sitting there in a chair, and then he goes in and, and talks to the girl. And of course, she's got them two boys sitting in there, and they're being so disrespectful. If you've seen that, you know what I'm talking about. And, and, and the, the lady, their mother, has to leave and go out and help somebody, and, and Medea... Short shows them the rod, if you will. She starts smacking them around a little bit because uh, they're, they're very unfriendly and very mean and very rude. And, and she beats them enough to where they understand what they need to be doing uh, when she asks them something. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. How you doing? Thank you, ma'am. They, she has incorporated and instilled at that children in that very short time. And throughout the rest of that movie, uh, it, it, it holds true because whenever she's around them boys, uh, they're asking for permission, and they're being gracious in all that we do. Just a little bit of convincing to them kids made a whole lot of difference. Yeah. the rod and spoil the child. Like I told you here all back, my dad's rod was about a 33-inch belt, about one inch wide. Maybe an eighth-inch stick and got holes in the end of it. Don't know if that made any difference when he was whipping me with it. Probably didn't. You seen people in, in, in school? They put holes in paddles back when you used to paddle kids. And I know we don't have none of them in our preference today. But they used to put holes in paddles. And, and, and because they did that, I don't know if that lets air out when, when it made contact with your with your behind or, or what that done. But I, I know one thing, uh, uh, that might be what them holes in that belt loop was for, that very same thing. Uh, let the air out of it. That way it makes better contact when it hits. Uh, well, you don't get that compression. You know what I'm talking about, Brother Gene. Uh, you've seen it. Uh, uh, believe it or not, I know it's going to be hard to believe, uh, but I've had one of them on my behind. Uh, I got whipped by a teacher a time or two with a paddle, uh, and yeah, every Right. amen I got, I got more amens on that I got out of the service this morning. Let me tell you something. they didn't spare the rods for the child be angry and sin not. They was mad at me but there wasn't lot of no sin going on there. Now I may have had a little bit of corrupt communication come out of my mouth at that time. yeah, hey amen. God knows our hearts. You know, he knew back then how this was going to turn out this morning. He knew that. He knows all. He sees all. He loves all. You hear me, church? He loves all. No matter who you are, God loves us. And if there's a message that he can give you, that's the one he wants to give you here this morning. God loves you. He knows your burdens, He knows your hearts, He knows your joys, but He wants to most of all. He wants you to know that He loves you, Amen. Yeah. and no matter what you go through, because He tells us to be kind one to another, tender-hearted, and forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us. Yeah, that's right. Amen. For God's Amen. sake, he's forgiven us. For well, all that we've done, Sister Carolyn, God's forgive us of And I tell you, I've got a pretty good list. I don't know about the people that I'm looking at here today. I'm sure I could probably pick out two or three of you. His list is probably big as mine. I don't know, uh, but most likely I could. But I know without a shadow of doubt, God's forgive me of my sins. Now, if you miss Wednesday night service, you've got to know this. We're all going to stand before Him on Judgment Day. That's right. And, we're going, take, mm-hmm. and yep. we're going to be accountable for our good deeds and our bad deeds. We're going to be accountable for them one day. And that's just the way it is. That's Scripture. Yeah. Let's stand if you would. I would have Mamma come play a song of invitation, but uh, she could barely walk to the car. I doubt very seriously she could walk from the house up here. <laughs> I know this morning without a shadow of a doubt. God's got something for somebody in here. I don't know what it is. Only you do. But whatever it is, surrender, if you will. Don't fight it no more. Like I said, people like myself and Tony and all of us, we fought it for years and years and years. (coughs) We would not hurt nobody but ourselves. Always hurting. Lord, if I I just had that scripture in front of me, I don't know what would have happened back then, but maybe I wouldn't have sinned when I got mad. Maybe He knew how I was going to search forgiveness once I got to this place. This place. A place where He wants His people to come together. In heavenly places. I think that's what the Bible tells us. He asks us to assemble in heavenly places, this is a heavenly place. This is a heavenly place.